Welcome to the Strategic Leader Podcast, a program all about transforming minds and developing leaders. Our goal is to challenge your thinking, expand your vision, and awaken the emerging leader in you. Now, here is your leadership mentor and coach, and the host of the Strategic Leader Podcast, Brian Holmes. Welcome, everyone, to episode 119 of the Strategic Leader Podcast. So glad to have you with us today. We are gathering emerging talented leaders from all over the globe, forming an incredible community, and we are placing our focus on personal and leadership development. It's going to be an awesome program today. In fact, we're going to be talking about something that I am seeing more and more of. It's how to recognize and successfully navigate significant transition. Well, yes, it's a great day to have you with us, and we are delighted and honored, as always, to be serving you in this capacity. I want to talk to you today for a little while about transition. Now, this is not a topic for the weak at heart. In fact, this is a topic that I believe a lot of people are dealing with right now on some level. In fact, I travel a lot. I speak to a lot of leaders in all kinds of various spheres of influence and genres of work, ministry leaders, career leaders, job leaders, political leaders, and just about everyone I speak with, they are sharing with me that they're on some level, they're dealing with a shift, a change, some movement from one level to another, from one expression to another, from one emphasis in their life to another, in some cases, very significant, very meaningful, very radical changes. And whether it's a career or a job, maybe it's relationships, maybe it is a transition in your religious faith or your church life, maybe it's just some sort of a transition life in general. How do we know when we're in transition? How do we identify and how do we embrace when a particular season in our life is coming to an end? What do we do with that? And what does the process look like? Are there indicators? Are there certain measures of evidence that we can see and discern and know and say, oh, man, maybe I'm entering into a place of transition. How can I navigate change and transition successfully? That's what I want to talk about today on this episode. That's what I want to share with you because I really strongly feel that I have found some keys to doing just that. Identifying and knowing when you're in transition and successfully navigating the process to get you to the next level. Well, the truth is that change itself is inevitable. In fact, the only thing that is constant in life is change. The question is, what will you do when change comes to visit you? What will you do when you are faced with the opportunity to make choices or decisions that will either cause you to remain steady and possibly stuck where you are, or afford you the opportunity to really move in a quantum sense into a new level of expression, a new level of prosperity, a new level of success, effectiveness, influence, 
maybe opportunities to expand your leadership. What do you do with that? What will you do when change comes to you? Because change will come. Transition is something that we all experience in life. It's that place between the way things used to be and the way things are becoming, how they're becoming. It's, if you'll allow this metaphor, it's like a blank page between two chapters in a book. While one chapter has come to a certain end, it's unknown at this moment what the next chapter is going to contain. It's the blank page in between. It's uncharted territory. It's certainly not where you've been, but it's also not the full understanding or expression of where you're going. It's just between. That is my humble definition of transition. A number of years ago, I read an article that I thought was just incredible. I found this article at therarive.com, T-H-E-R-A-R-I-V-E.com. It says this, in the simplest terms, transition is change. In a broader sense, however, transitions are life's way of asking us to re-examine our present way of being. These transitions can be predictable, such as a child leaving for college or marriage, or they can be unpredictable, such as the sudden death of a loved one or a traumatic accident. Whatever the degree or intensity of the event, every transition that we experience has one thing in common. It forces us to make changes to our existing life. And with change comes resistance. A major life transition literally closes one chapter of our life and starts a new one, putting us in a new place and in a new direction that we have not walked before. It is often a very difficult adjustment as we endure intense feelings of fear, doubt, and uncertainty. Transitions typically mark an ending followed by a time of self-reflection, which hopefully leads to a new beginning or outlook on life. Every life transition asks us to let go of the past way of thinking or doing. And by doing so, we are given the opportunity to replace the old way of being with something new. During the transitional period, however, we usually feel uncomfortable, almost disconnected with our environment and even ourselves. While this is natural to some extent, if you can't move through this phase, these feelings can often overwhelm you, sending you spinning out of control into emotional turmoil. Many times, people turn to drugs or alcohol as a way to numb the anxiety and stress of these transitional times. Admittedly, life isn't always fair, but often the most good comes out of what seems at the time to be a completely overwhelming experience. Whatever the transition, counseling with a professional counselor is an excellent opportunity to help you take stock of your life and move forward into your new beginning with less pain and less resistance. And finally, the article shares this. Transitions are difficult because we unconsciously or even sometimes consciously resist change. As human beings, it seems like every fiber of our being is innately programmed to resist anything new or unknown to us, most likely a result of our basic self-preservation instinct. Whether we realize it or not, even good changes can cause us to feel stressed and uneasy. 
on some level, we are simply not comfortable with the unknown, end quote. It's a powerful article, and I, I hope you'll take time to go back in the show notes and read that through several times. I know you will identify with a number of the things that it said there. Over the course of my life, I can identify at least five times, five major seasons where I experienced what I would consider significant transition. In each of these instances, I can clearly see that there were four specific stages through which I navigated before successfully arriving at and realizing the new level. So what do I mean by four stages? Well, I've come to believe through my my own experience and through research and studying the idea of transition that there are four very clear stages that one goes through when they are in transition. This is not to say that they will complete all four stages, but there are four stages to the successful completion of a transition. And what's important to note here is that each of these stages has to be fully walked out in order for the process to really bring you to a place of breakthrough, if you will. In my own life, as I've looked back and really considered the five times that I've been able to identify that I've gone through this myself, I can say that there were several occasions where I wanted to skip a phase. I didn't like how it made me feel. I didn't like the options that I was faced with, the decisions that I had to make, but I couldn't skip any one of the stages. I had to move through them and process each of them fully. So let me just share with you what I believe the the four stages are. Number one, the first stage of transition is discontent. This is the stage where what has been no longer satisfies you. The job you've been on, the the church you've been a part of, the relationship that you are in, the the level of financial opportunity that you're experiencing, the your own personal finances, whatever it is that you have been experiencing in your life, you begin to become discontent or unsatisfied with that level in whatever it is that we're dealing with. Discontent is one of those things that I believe is our friend because it's, it's like pain almost. Uh, pain, believe it or not, none of us like pain, but pain is our friend because without pain, we're not aware that something is not right. In other words, if I break my leg or break my foot or uh, maybe I, I cut myself or have a severe laceration or injury, if my body does not produce pain, then I am not aware that there's something that needs my attention. And discontent is much like pain because it is that discomfort, that 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 lack of satisfaction, that almost consternation that I just don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to be doing this anymore. I don't, I'm not satisfied anymore. There's got to be something more. That is a healthy and a very helpful stage if you will embrace it and allow yourself permission to process what that feeling means to you. So the first stage of transition is discontent. The second stage is disconnect. Because here's the thing. If you're going to attach yourself to the new thing, if you're going to embrace and experience the opportunities that lie ahead of you, it will require you many times, if not always, to disconnect from the old relationships, the old resources, the old ways of doing things, the old job. It may require you to actually step out on faith without even having a clue where your foot's going to land. 
But I will tell you this, you can't hold on to the past and embrace the future at the same time. To hold to both yesterday and tomorrow is to stay stuck in today. You must disconnect from, let go of, almost reject in some ways the satisfaction of the old season or the comfort levels of the old season in order that you might be liberated and freed up to embrace and to connect with what is over the horizon. So the first stage is discontent, very healthy, very necessary. The second stage, disconnect, where you disconnect from the old things that you can have the capacity to embrace the new. Number three, the third stage is discovery. Discovery. This is the stage where you begin to pursue understanding of what the opportunities are. What are the possibilities? What are the opportunities? If you'll allow me to speak from my my particular worldview, what is it that your creator is trying to help you to see that is greater, a greater reality than the one you've been living in? What is it that you've not ever really grabbed a hold of that God is wanting you to experience? Discovering new abilities, new desires, maybe rediscovering dreams and visions for your life, maybe inventions or ideas, but certainly discovering your passions, your dreams, your your heart-level desires towards how you want your life to be lived out. Discovery is one of those processes that we oftentimes dismiss or frankly just avoid. And I'm not sure why, because there is so much to know, so much to discover. I really believe that he who seeks finds. The person who knocks experiences open doors. The person who is is out there looking for opportunities, looking to discover what can be, will find endless possibilities. Discovery. So we have discontent, then disconnect, then discovery. The fourth stage in transition is what I call deployment or really engagement. This is where you fully engage, fully deploy, fully become activated in your calling, your passion, your desires, that which you have discovered to be the next season of your life. What is it you're going to give your life to? your essence, your energy, your time, your your resources. What will you pour your life into in this new season? Deployment is actually getting off of the sideline, hopping off the couch, turning the TV off, and getting in the game to experience and to benefit from the thing that God has called you to do. So again, the four stages are discontent, disconnect, discovery, and deployment. Now, I'm talking to some people right now that I know are going through one or more of these stages, and I want to encourage you as a leader, if you're in a career path right now, or if you're maybe a minister or a pastor, if you are an entrepreneur and you're, you're feeling resistance, you're feeling pushback, you're feeling as though there's a barrier there, I would, I would encourage you to consider this, that it could be that the resistance you're feeling is the, the, small membrane that exists between where you have been and where you can be if you will but embrace the process of transition. Identify, what am I discontent about? What am I no longer satisfied with? What am I no longer to accept as being normal? What are you needing to disconnect from? Are there relationships that are toxic, relationships that are holding you back? Are there people in your life that 
in some way or form have have kept you from seeing clearly what it is you can be and realizing your potential? Have you really engaged the process of discovering? Have you looked into opportunities? Have you have you done some searches on types of businesses? Have you looked into that idea that you have? And are you willing to re-engage, not on the same level you were yesterday, but on a brand new level that produces a new level of fruit and benefit and blessing and resource? Those are the four stages that I want you to remember. Now, there are countless ways that a person can experience transition. And some of these are small, some are easy, some of them are just incredibly overbearing and huge and monumental, even challenging. Sometimes we, we, in this process of transition, we find ourselves sort of in a place of waiting for the next thing to present itself. And each of these, these scenarios create an opportunity for us to either retreat and go back or to press into it and push for the change. Irrespective of the genre of transition you're going through, I believe there are some keys to navigate successfully through the process. Some principles that I I sense will help you to do a few things. Recognize, identify, and properly handle or steward this season of what we call in-between. Okay, Right now, you, you are not satisfied with where you've been or what you have accomplished, but you're also not clear on where you're going, so you're in-between. These principles, I believe, will help you. But before I give you those, I want to share with you a quote by Tony Robbins, great motivational speaker, great trainer, a person who I have a great deal of respect for. And I know there are some things that maybe you you don't feel comfortable with that maybe he does, but it's okay. The fact is he helps a lot of people to break into new realms, new ideas, and new realizations. But he said this. He said, change is inevitable. Progress is optional. In other words, in this life, change is going to come. The the question is, will you participate with or cooperate with the change that's presented to you? Because if not, you, you will forego or forfeit the progress that's available to you. Change is inevitable. Progress is optional. So let me give you what I call seven keys for successfully navigating transition. Number one, learn to recognize when something's season has come to an end. There's a great passage in in my book, the, the greatest success book ever written, the greatest leadership manual ever written, the Bible. There's a passage in the book of Ecclesiastes that talks about to everything, there is a time and there's a season. And it goes on to give us numerous examples of, of what that looks like. A time to live, a time to die, a time to keep, a time to throw away, so on and so forth. And one of the things that I've noticed in my life is it's very hard for me to let go of things. And I, I don't want to embrace the idea that something season has come to it. Maybe a friendship I've had for years, but you know what? For whatever reason, that relationship's season is, is coming to a close. We can be friends. We can be acquaintances. We can hang out for dinner occasionally. But the, the specific purpose for which that relationship was originally given, that season has closed out. And you have to learn when something's season has come to an end. How do you do that? Well, you ask some questions. Is there still passion there? Am I fulfilled in doing this or in this relationship? Is there joy? Or does it maybe weigh me down? Is what I'm doing fruitful? 
If it's a relationship, is the relationship that we're talking about here, is it mutually beneficial? Is it adding value to my life? Uh, are there areas where these relationships or environments are limiting my forward and my upward progress? You have to identify if something's season has come to an end. The moment that something's usefulness or season has come to an end, it becomes a weight that prohibits you from performing at your maximum potential. Number two, embrace change. I have struggled with this because in order to embrace the new and to embrace change and to begin to participate in the benefits of that that new thing, it requires me to to grieve for a minute. I've got to cry a little bit over over what has been. It's okay. Uh, it's okay to grieve about anything, but you must then turn your attention and your energy toward what's ahead because you you cannot remain stuck celebrating or grieving the death of a season. You you must move beyond it and then look to what is next. Set your sights on what is ahead. That's why, if you want to look at it this way, it's why we have two eyes, both of them pointing forward and not backwards. Know that change, properly handled, produces growth and progress, and that produces new opportunities and prosperity always. So, Embrace change. Number three, let go of the past. You cannot experience the full measure of what is available to you if you are stuck on past hurts, past failures, past disappointments. If you're stuck holding on for dear life to old relationships that have long ago extended beyond their time of usefulness, you can't Just be hanging out talking about trophies you won 20 years ago in that basketball tournament. It's time now for you to do something today. Past wins, even past successes can be a prohibiting factor if we get just fully enamored with what has been and we stop thinking about what can be. So let go of the past. If you're holding on to unforgiveness, forgive that person. Shucks, man, the only person you're hurting by holding on is you. Forgive them, release them, let it go. Put it in the past, leave it there, and walk. Move forward. Number four, identify the opportunities. I think human nature is for us to focus on what has been versus on seeing what can be. And so I'm going to challenge you to exercise your your forward consciousness. I'm going to challenge you to, to take five minutes a day and literally think Be like Winnie the Pooh sitting on the rock, putting his index finger over and over and over again in his head going, think, think, think. I want you to think about possibilities. Think about your passions. Think about your dreams. Think about opportunities. Think about what it is you want to accomplish. Think about what it looks like one year from now, five years from now. Think about new relationships. Think about that new career or that new business. Think about the new circles of relationships you want to run in and people you want to know. Think about new levels of prosperity and wealth and and think about how you can be a greater leader, a greater influencer. Think about your leadership role functioning on its optimum level. Identify the opportunities and focus on them. Number five, concentrate on growth areas. Here are some questions for you to consider in that area. What do I need to know that I don't know? What resources do I need that I don't presently have? What relationships do I need to connect with that I don't presently have? What areas in my life 
require personal development? What books do I need to read? What courses do I need to take? What conferences do I need to attend? What training do I need to involve myself in? What educational outlets do I need to plug into? What disciplines do I need to acquire? You need to to identify the areas in your life that need growth and focus and concentrate on growth areas. That's number five. Number six, commit to your future. Now, I want to share another passage from a scripture that I think speaks to this because uh, in the incredible book we call the Bible, this individual had this moment where God spoke to him and said, I I have particular plans for you, and I'm very aware of what my plans are for you. And my plans are for you to prosper, for you to have a great life, for you to enjoy your future, for everyone in your life to benefit from the blessing that I've placed on your life. I've got plans. And so I'm, I'm just reminding you, my audience, that your creator has plans for your life, and you should be as committed to your future as God is. And believe me, he's committed. See, the next chapter of your life is designed to be greater than the one you've just lived out. Your tomorrow is supposed to be far more prosperous and fulfilling than all of your years to date. I just turned 49 years old, and and somebody said, you, are, do you feel like you're getting older? I said, well, by definition, I'm getting older. I said, but I can tell you I am much more excited today about what is ahead than I have ever been in my life. I know that there are great things in store for me, and I'm committed to my future. I'm committed to it. I don't have time to, to cry over spilled milk. I don't have time to have uh, pity parties concerning what should have been or could have been in other settings. I, I, I just don't have time for that. I'm focusing my energy, my time, my heart, my mind toward what is ahead, and I'm totally committed to experiencing everything that God has for me. So commit to your future. Number seven, the final key, exercise faith. Now, this may sound like a religious thing, but faith faith is that thing that uh, we all do. No matter what background you have or what your belief system is, the truth is we wake up every day and we exercise faith. We get in our car and we drive trusting that the, the inventors, the mechanics, the engineers that have designed that vehicle have done a good enough job to where we can safely traverse between our home and our workplace. That's faith. Uh, When you get on an airplane at the airport and you take off, you are placing your faith and your confidence in principles that go so far beyond what's on paper. Aerodynamics and physics, because you're trusting that that aircraft is going to actually leave the ground with you in it. And like a supersonic projectile fly through the air 500 plus miles per hour and in just a little while you're going to be at a destination a thousand two thousand miles away you are trusting your life you're putting your faith in something that you do not control that's faith so number seven i'm saying exercise your faith you don't have to understand everything but be willing to step into that which is new Even if you can only see one step, you might not see the outcome. You might not be able to explain where you're going or what it's going to look like, but you know that there's one step that you can clearly see that you should take, and you take that step in faith, believing that as you take that step and exercise your faith on that level, the next step you will realize. 
From my perspective, I encourage you to trust God's leadership in your life. I believe our creator, our designer, the the one who put this machine together called the human being, I believe he has a vested interest in the outcome of your life. And so rely on him, trust in him, but also trust yourself. Trust that you have the capacity. Trust that you have the ability. Trust that everything you need to succeed in your assignment in life, you have it and you can do it. Believe that you can succeed and accomplish in the tasks for which you were created. Remember, change is inevitable, but progress is optional. So quick review. The four stages of transition, discontent, disconnect, discovery, and redeployment or engagement. And then I want to remind you of these seven keys. Number one, learn to recognize when something's season has come to an end. Number two, embrace the change. Grab a hold of it. Number three, let go of the past. You cannot hold on to two sides of this equation and expect good success. Number four, identify the opportunities. Number five, concentrate on your growth areas. Number six, commit all in to your future. And number seven, exercise faith. It's okay not to have all the answers. Just exercise faith and go for it with everything you have. My dear friends, transitions are inevitable in this life. If we're going to realize progress, growth, success, prosperity, leadership influence, if we're going to become change agents and really impact our culture, we're going to grow into that kind of a leader, then we must expect seasons of transition. So I encourage you, embrace the discontent. Embrace it. Be willing to disconnect from anything and everything that would hold you back from moving into your new season. Set your heart and your mind on the pursuit of discovering what is really possible in your future. And I want to strongly encourage you, engage. Don't hold back. Don't go half in. Don't go three quarters in. Go all the way in. And allow yourself permission to become more to become a stronger leader, to become a more influential leader, to become the man or the woman that God has created you to be. Well, you can find all the show notes for this episode at brianholmes.com forward slash 119. Again, brianholmes.com forward slash 119. And I want to remind you, if you've not taken advantage yet of the free course that we're offering, you can go to brianholmes.com, right on the front page, top right-hand corner, you'll see where we're offering you a free online video course. This is a $97 value, the four cornerstones for strategic living. It's our gift to you for subscribing to our our email updates. Also, I just want to remind you a couple of more times about our new posting schedule. Every Monday, we have the release of our Monday Mastery videos and our Monday Mastery podcast episode. Tuesdays, we're releasing quotes and articles. Wednesday, blog posts you can read and share with other people online. Thursdays is our Strategic Leader podcast, which is released both on our website and on iTunes and Stitcher. And Fridays, other articles, tips, resources, things that we can share with you 
to add value to your life as you are becoming a stronger, more influential leader in your respective space. I want to leave you with a couple of questions. Are you in a transition right now? What I've shared today, has that sparked something in your heart where you're saying, you know what? Yeah, I, I'm discontent. I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied. I, I feel this thing and I want to I want to pursue whatever this new thing is. Identify what stage you're in. Are you in discontent? Are you in disconnect? Maybe you're already in the discovery phase. Maybe you're ready to engage. Wherever you are, know this. The journey is worth the time invested. Don't stop halfway. Don't don't peek your head in a little ways and decide, no, I'm, I'm fine where I'm at. No, you push through. Allow yourself permission to go through the process of becoming. Walk it out. Why? Very simple. Because the next level is waiting for you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Strategic Leader Podcast. We trust that this program has added value to your life and to the development of your leadership potential. You can join our growing community of strategic influencers by connecting with us at brianholmes.com and by sharing this podcast with others who are seeking to take their life and leadership to the next level. May God bless you immensely. And until next time, remember this, you are created to lead.